So, Jimmy's party. Did you lose your invitation? No, man. They all hate me. Hey, my philosophy? They can all go to hell. Yeah, but they weren't your friends to begin with. This whole blame thing, though. Rick is the bad guy, but now that he's gone, everyone's looking to blame someone else. Yeah, man. It's like, it's like I'm the guy who brought the gun to school. I'm, I'm the guy who shot Jimmy, right? I'm the criminal. It's not fair. You want some cheese with that wine, or are you gonna do something about it? Think I just found my invitation. <laughs> Welcome to All About Degrassi, the show where sometimes we screw up the continuity uh, due to poor scheduling, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, do you think that for the people living in Degrassi, this has caused some sort of time paradox, and <laughs> they're being ripped at the seams, much like Loki? Or a Spider-Man. <laughs> I haven't watched Loki, so I don't know what that means. But it's just Doctor I'm, Who. It's I'm gonna, just Doctor Who it's just with Tom Hiddleston. I haven't seen fun. Doctor Who either. You know? Never seen it, but I just, I'm just i pretty sure like, when I, I watch Loki. I think that's the plot. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this seems like Doctor Who to me. <laughs> I'm Evan Goodrich. I'm Nick Sohoya. And how are you, the I, listener? Yeah, I'm at, yeah. Well, also... Not how I'm now. I'm fine. It's good. fine. It's and also fine. the listener. How are you? Uh, I hope they're well. I hope that I hope just this... said they're sitting on the bus <laughs> listening and they said, I... I'm fine. <laughs> I hope this uh, podcast episode finds you well. Yes. Much like yeah, like a COVID email. Is that what you're doing? Oh, is that what? This... I feel no. like that's when that meme started is like, I hope this email finds you well is when we were all sending each other shitty fake emails in the pandemic. Oh, <laughs> but that's uh, just me. That's just my interpretation of this finds you well. Yes. That's valid. Uh, we are talking today about uh, season, well, two episodes. Um, so we have, again, so the scheduling thing, we have some continuity errors because... It's because of the two-parter. It's really not our fault. They could have put the two-parter on an even-numbered episode <laughs> why and that did, would have helped us. Why didn't they think ahead 20 years in the future and think, what what, was, what are the podcasters going to do with this? But literally, like, this... This season is lousy with two-part episodes. There was no thought of maybe, like, keeping some sort of semblance of when these two-parters happen. It, it does bother me. Mm. It makes me mad, I'll say it. <laughs> You're fuming. Mm -hmm. Flames, side of your face. Flames uh, on the side of my face. Uh, well, I will say, like, sometimes with two-parters, I'm like, I don't know. Do we, why are we so averse to a cliffhanger? Maybe one, yeah. sometimes we can just, like, I mean, sometimes Jurassic does. So they just, like, plant something, and then, like, they're like, we'll come back to this. Sure. Later in the season, but this, yeah, this season is very heavy on the two-parters. There are time-sensitive two-parters. I understand keeping those together because, like, we can't have a two-parter of Craig trashing the hotel room, and then we do a right. couple episodes we pick up immediately back at Archie's yeah. class, <laughs> and then the hotel calls, mm -hmm. you know? So, uh, so yeah, we have, unfortunately, we will, <laughs> some of the issues we, I had, at least, I remember with the last episode will be addressed in this episode because they were addressed because the writers did, in fact, do their work. I guess. So, my, my apologies. I make no apologies, ever. Except that's, for the things that I say that are wrong, which happens pretty frequently. That's, I don't think you apologize, though. I do so, sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I do if I think I did a bad. <laughs> so, we are starting with season four, episode 13. 
Bark at the Moon, named after the song by Ozzy Osbourne. Bark at the Moon! I didn't know this was Ozzy Osbourne. I have no idea why this episode is named after this song. I listened to the song. I read the lyrics. I was like, what? Is it about being horny? No, I don't think so. <laughs> then I think I it's about know. like vengeance. Oh. Uh, it's, it's, it's also like very like a, uh, like, horror themed it's weird mm, it's very you know, satanic I, for this Valentine's yeah you know, <laughs> yeah it's bizarre i don't i don't understand uh but you know sometimes that just sometimes they're like eh, pick a song title uh why not yeah i guess i'm not pro satanism because it's still putting my faith in a power that i don't believe exists but if i'm picking between satanism and regular god stuff i'm like yeah, go for it, Satanism. Do your thing. I'm pro Satanism yeah. in the sense that, like, I like the I like the narrative. We're I like the yarn we're spinning here. <laughs> we're taking it back. Mm-hmm. We're taking we're taking the pantheon back for the people. I mean, I read Paradise Lost recently, and you know, I mean, I'm not the first person to say this, but you know, Satan uh, points were made. Mm. He popped off. Yeah, for a second I was thinking of Watership Down, but that's the bunny one. This is the bunnies. Okay. I have no comment on Paradise Lost then. Let's continue. So, <laughs> this episode, uh, do you any do you have anything you want to address just off the, 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 at the top? Look, we are going to uh, make light of a relationship that is romanticized in this episode. Oh, that not is that. Predatory. Oh, I nature. don't care about that. Oh, what do you care about? <laughs> uh, just this episode was hot garbage. Oh, okay. It was just bad. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I, right off the Jesus. bat, Spinner's hair. Whoa, what is happening? Well, okay. So like, like he has had his hair parted to like the one side and it's, it's, which is a terror. It looks terrible. It always looks C- terrible. Certain people can pull it off if you have a very, it, very specific aesthetic. Mm, but in this, in these episodes, like it's sort of like parting like down, like it's like parting like closer to the, the middle. Like on the side in the middle. Right. Like a side and so like part. what is supposed to be just like clean shaven, like, like undercut is like and falling. Then, it's weird. The other issue is the undercut, the buzz part, is way too long, so it's just becoming like hair length. Yeah. So we're losing the illusion here. It just looks like a mistake. It's it's, it's rough. And uh, then later in the next episode that we'll talk about, he sort of pulls it to the side to a more traditional middle part. Like he pulls the other. Swoop yeah, and it over. looks terrible. It looks better than this. This looks like garbage. I don't know. It all looks bad. It all looks bad. Um. So this episode opens with Spinner asking to looking uh, like shit, and his beautiful <laughs> girlfriend is wearing a wonderful outfit. <laughs> yeah, he wants to make things official with Manny. Uh, because they've been, you know, hanging out. They're buds. Yeah, <laughs> they're gal pals. Um. <laughs> But then, before she can answer, we're, like, interrupted by the opening credits, so we're just gonna leave this. Yeah, we'll never know. Which makes me wonder, like, how did that conversation play out? Did she just I, say... I think she just started singing whatever it takes, she, I know, I'll make she it She just through. started disassociating. Yeah. At <laughs> and the Spinner dot. was like, oh, this is a pretty catchy song, I guess I'll let her finish singing it. Yeah. And then she just walked away. He was like, I think you're going through something, I'll just, like, I'll, <laughs> we'll pick this up later. Yeah, you have you have entered a fugue state where <laughs> yeah, you're singing yeah, exactly. a, a song that none of us know. <laughs> Uh, because it's the theme song to our lives. <laughs> so we pick up later and we see uh, Manny guiding a new student named Chester around Degrassi. Mm-hmm. Uh, terrible name. Chester's not a good name. I remember very specifically thinking Chester was a cutie. Like when I was a kid watching oh, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a little crush on this boy. And watching this episode, I was like, this character is a piece of shit. I guess I had a crush on the actor, not the character. I completely forgot about this character. I existence. could never forget about Chester. He was in my dreams, in my teenage dreams. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. 
Not not like that. You're a oh, perv. No, you're, you brought it there. You're a perv, Evan. Uh, so, Chester, uh, who... This is not his only appearance. I forgot that He's this is He's only in, not, like, two or three episodes. Yeah, so. only this season. Yeah. Um, but And I remember not being only mad appearance. that he wasn't made a regular because I thought he was such a cutie. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, sad for me. He had so much going on. Yeah. I would... You know what? I, I thought I'd probably... Yeah. I, I got over it. <laughs> I would have gotten over it sooner if I had realized what a shitty person Chester is. And I know that Craig does shitty things and we forgive him because it's a likable actor and we, we see him grow. So maybe that would have happened with Chester. We just didn't get to do that. Yeah, I don't know if this actor has the juice. He does not have the chops. And you know what? <laughs> I hate to jump ahead, but his final line of this episode was supposed to be like a fucking mic drop. And it was like... That was oh the, my God, we will that talk about... That was the about, take we used? We will talk that about... That was the take? We will talk about that. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. Um, so, Let's get into the beginning before we talk about the end. So, okay. <laughs> so, Manny is showing Chester around Degrassi. And she's changed into a, a coral-colored, like, sweater outfit. It's like a long skirt. Mm. I liked her first outfit better. Mm. I like the highlighter colors. <laughs> uh, so this is interrupted by Craig coming to make the worst apology of all time for oh how he God. treated Manny last year. Yeah, I'm on meds, but I'm still a clueless fuckboy is the point of this scene. Yeah. <laughs> like, he really... He's like, I'm sorry, our relationship was a mistake. And she's and like, you're a mistake. great, thanks. <laughs> That's just what I needed to hear. You caused me pain. <laughs> yeah, really bad. Um, and this is... Said, I, I, a lot of the events in this episode feel kind of random and cobbled together. Sure. And this is one of them. That I mean, is I know. Degrassi's way. I know why we're. We'll get into why, obviously, this is happening in this episode. But it's a Manny sode. It's a Manny sode. And we're sort of like trying to paint a psychological portrait of where Manny is at at mm-hmm. this point in her life. But um, it also feels kind of random. Like, honestly, yeah. Manny, this episode, we'll talk about it. I don't know what's going on here. With her. Something's happening. Is she... What is her personality? Who is she? <laughs> I think that's what the art writers are struggling to figure <laughs> out in this episode. And it's sad because I was just sort of, like, loving how, like, strong and self-assured she was when she was, like, being a check on Emma in mm-hmm. the previous episode that we covered, which hasn't happened yet, so maybe that's our fault for watching her growth out of order. But I, this felt like a different person. She must have grown a lot because of the events of this episode, because she's much more emotionally mature. <laughs> well, she just seems more like Manny again. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's okay. So our A and B plots are going to briefly intersect mm-hmm. when Paige uh, asks Manny to talk to the principal with Marco in, in her stead. Yes. And they're afraid they're in trouble. Yeah, and we don't really know why they're. Yeah, we don't know why they're going to the principal's office. I don't know why they think they're in trouble. Trouble? Either. Yeah, was, it's like, did you do something to get in trouble? No, I was confused by that. She said it, and I heard it, and I was like, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, bizarre. Um, also, it's like, okay, well, if you're in trouble, then he doesn't want to see Manny. So it's <laughs> like, what well, do you think? Like, uh, no, Manny, take the blame. It's like, well, if you're in the, trouble, yeah, uh, you think he's gonna be like, well, hey, hey Manny, go tell Paige. Manny. <laughs> Paige isn't here, so Manny, twenty lashings for you. Yeah, it, it falls. It falls upon the messenger. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so Paige, uh, as Manny has taken her place, Paige approaches Mr. O, and she apologizes. O, and she apologizes for Mrs. O. There's a Dresden Dolls song called Mrs. O or Mr. O. Oh, but I can't remember which. So disregard. <laughs> uh, so uh, Paige approaches Mr. Mr. O to apologize for what happened at the bar a couple episodes back. If, uh, yeah, which will I remember. Loki forgot about, but it's an important beat for these two, where they realize that one is a child and one is not. Uh, well, yeah, the whole her <laughs> faking fake ID, fake ID escapade. Yeah. 
Very and then fun. Charlie reading her the house down boots. Uh, yes. Uh, so we, but we find hey, out. Could you get this child out of the bar? There's a child in this bar. That's basically what she did. It was <laughs> could, great. Could you get this child a sippy cup? <laughs> Honestly, and a booster seat. If they had sippy cups in that bar, that would be great. That would be savage. Uh, so, but we find out that he and his girlfriend, Charlie, have since broken up. Mm-hmm. And Paige, in a truly bold move, she's like, I'm just going to shoot my shot and be like, why aren't we dating? It's such a crazy scene. Why can't we be dating? And he's like standing in the hallway, like putting up a, a poster. And it's taking him way too long. Taking him very, well, you know. <laughs> it's like um, one piece of paper and he's got one thumbtack and he's just standing there for a I know, and that time. was And that was his uh, minor, he said. That was his minor? He joked about that. He put a minor. He had a minor in putting up posters. Well, I, I something to that effect. Okay. Well, when I hear Mr. Oleander and minor, that's not what I think. Of, <laughs> <so> whatever. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So Paige is just coming on very strong. Is like, why aren't we dating? Um, and she's like, you're only a year older than my brother. And, and he's my like, brother is too old to be dating Marco. There, we finally got to the core of that. <laughs> no, that's not true. <laughs> um, so he's, but he is correctly like. I'm your teacher, though. Yeah. So, you know. Uh, thoughts? Stupid. Yeah? Yeah, I think... Pay- well, look. I like. It's very hard because I don't want this to happen because it's a horrible thing to happen to a young girl. But I also love Paige so much, and I know that this is what she wants. So I am, like... I'm rooting for Paige to get what she wants, but I know that it's not going to be a good thing for her. So it's very weird to watch these scenes where it's like, our hero is making such a bad decision. This whole episode is about my two favorite characters on this show choosing the most toxic <laughs> men imaginable. <laughs> well, I don't know if Mr. O is toxic. It's you just don't think that... it's toxic to date a child? <laughs> uh, okay, so... Okay, I know people, Gen Z specifically, is like super hung up on age gaps or whatever. If he was not her teacher, I don't care about this. I do. I, I, I don't. Think... I Okay. A 17-year-old and a 20... These people theoretically... A 17-year-old 20-year-old. If he's a year older than her brother. I don't... Oh my God. I don't care about this. I just, like... This is not a controversy that, like... like one's like, drinking is, age and one's not, which no, is it's, weird. Well, in 19, Canada... Yeah. 18. 19. 19? Oh. No, it's 19. Is it? No, it is 19, okay. I think. Yeah. Anyway. Um, it's 19. Yeah, I remember a scene. Okay, <laughs> is a 19-year-old and a 21-year-old here... <laughs> Verboten. Don't did they meet you in, are sounding. Did they meet in college? So puritanical. No, right now. I don't you, care. You are you, Look, okay. No, this is my actual distinction. This is where I think it's gross. I think that the age gaps in high school are so wide, like you age so much in those four years that it is weird to date more than a couple years in either direction. That's that's one. thing. I'm not going to say it's not weird. I think I'm it not is, saying it shouldn't be allowed. Right. Well, I'm my case is I'm like if a 17 year old and like if Paige were dating, wanting to date a 20 year old or like a college guy, I would be like, I don't care. Whatever. It's not going to it doesn't sound like a like it's going to work out, but whatever. Yeah. My uh, other thing is the issue. No, the issue no, I hear you. I hear is you. that. He is her teacher. That's the main issue. That is like the issue for me. And like, this is why it's like, this is, this is a clearly a violation of power dynamics. The teacher thing is the main issue. Yes, of course. And I guess if I am sounding puritanical, I'm not trying to control what people do. I actually think that it's good for society to let people make their own mistakes. I think we need to stop trying to legislate people away from making mistakes. 
I made mistakes in my childhood. Mm-hmm. I did things that I shouldn't have been doing, and it's fine. Everyone's gonna make mistakes when they're young. So that that is, I'll clarify all my puritanical mm-hmm. pearl clutching with that. I do think people should just be able to go out there and figure it out on their own. Mm-hmm. But as someone who's done that, I'm like, no, don't date a fucking 20 year old when you're 19. Well, don't date or, your fucking wait, teacher. 17. 20 year old and 19 is fine. <laughs> yeah. Too big of an don't, age gap. Don't, Too big of an age gap. 20 year old and if 19. If you're a freshman in college and you date a sophomore in college, <laughs> that's, that's grooming. He, he, yeah, that, that's grooming. That's grooming. Uh, <laughs> dating someone. Two weeks older than you? Grooming. Grooming. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's a lot of formative experiences that yeah. happen in those two weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, so back to uh, Marco and Manny, who are, you know, still fearing for their lives. Um, but then Radich leaves carrying a box of his things, as, as you do when you're fired. Yeah, and for a second, I thought this was his final scene. He does have a I thought few so, more too. Lives. No, he gets another scene. But for a second, I was like, he seems really mad. Did they, like, fire him? and then film him leaving the Degrassi set. Like, he was like, it's my last day. <laughs> this is how he found out. <laughs> this is how he found out by reading the script that he was on. And he would be so mad because he's been on the show since the 80s. <laughs> um, so he, yeah, he's leaving a, uh, he's carrying a box of things and he reveals. That's what you do when you get fired. You have a brown box with stuff coming out of the yeah. top of it mm-hmm. and you walk out of your office. Yes. And uh, he's, we find out, well, he hasn't been fired. He's been assigned to another school, which seems yeah. to be, you know, he's still not happy. <laughs> I would, I would be, whatever. I would be thrilled to leave this school. Yeah, fuck this school. <laughs> this school is cursed, as <laughs> Ashley noted last season. Mm-hmm. Degrassi is cursed. Um, so, obviously, this is because of his handling, or perhaps we should mishandling. say mishandling oh. of uh, the school shooting. Okay, Evan, yeah. getting political. <laughs> so, uh, Manny and Marco enter to find that none other. Well, then Miss Hot Sauce is mm-hmm. the new principal. Yeah, what a funny way to reveal this, and she's instantly establishing the Hatsalakos regime. Right. (laughs) She's forming her cabinet. Yeah, her party platform is going to be... More (laughs) dances. Progressive. She she is the progressive party candidate. But you Uh, know, I worry, is she just co-opting those progressive messages in order to attain power? Some people do that. Mm. 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 Much to think about. Much to consider. I'm worried. I I just think this is a big sea change in the politics of the Degrassi (laughs) geopolitical sphere. So I'm going to keep an eye on it. Uh, so, the, okay, so this is obviously where we ran into some issues, uh, with the last episode that we recorded, uh, because she reveals that she's going to greenlight Dracula after all. That's which, the thing. Which, okay. yeah, which we were like, why are they suddenly putting on Dracula? You know how stupid I am? I saw that scene and I was like, oh, they're doing another play. <laughs> they're going to do another one. Dracula, they're like, again, it's, JT and Liberty are going to do a the, new the play. The touring production. <laughs> No, I literally forgot. Yeah, I forgot we were watching these out of order. Yeah, so that yeah. Confused me. So, uh, no, she reveals that she's going to officially greenlight Dr- uh, Dracula. Did you call it a musical? Did I? I think you might have. I maybe. think I, I think it seeped into your brain. My me calling uh, it Dracula maybe. A so I'm sharing your brain words. Or I just heard you say Dracula the musical because I'm so convinced. Maybe that it's a musical. maybe I don't know. That actually maybe sounds like you. <laughs> that sounds like the right one. That might be that. Um, one, yeah. And she also enlists Manny and Marco again. Her her party platform: more dances, more, more school, dances. more school. Actually, more That's the opposite of Alex's. More platform. school spirit is sure. she, help raise school spirit is what she says. Organize an event to help raise school spirit, which I'm like that is so vague. That's a vague thing. Uh, but that could okay, be <laughs> I guess I, why not? So um, God, Marco's hair looks horrible. Okay, I wrote down it's less of a Magneto helmet this episode, and it's more of a Juggernaut helmet. Do you know the juggernaut? He's got sort of a short dome 
on his head, and it's stout and it's wide, mm. not like tall and pointy like Magneto. He helmet. was in the X-Men but they movies, both do right? block uh, Professor X's um, telepathy, so Marco should be fine either way. Oh, I thought it was just because the Juggernaut was dumb and he didn't have a brain. No, the Juggernaut is not dumb. He's actually not a mutant. He gets his power from like a crystal. <laughs> He's not a mutant. No, he was jealous of his brother professor x and like found a crystal and it made him the strongest man in the world it's his brother's cousin or something oh this was not covered in the in the in the movies it's covered in um the animated series which is where i get most of my knowledge Hmm. of the Hmm. Mm x-men and the jonathan hickman run i've read about half of that okay so (laughs) later (laughs) so later manny tells emma about like everything that's going on with the school spirit event. She's like, help me brainstorm ideas, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but Emma is acting off for reasons that we know about because we already have watched the episode. We've episodes. seen Into the Future, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We, Much like Terry, we are the Oracle, and we've already seen what the, Yeah, we, we read the cards, yep. <laughs> and we saw what happened. Um, so... Uh, God, we really fucked with the continuity here. Yeah, sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, our bad. It happens. Um, if you're having a, a a nosebleed right now, that's because of a time paradox that we created, and that's on us. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Spinner, whose hair also looks terrible, awful, awful, uh, really bad episode for hair. Really terrible. Spinner's hair is. I I actually wrote at some point. Spinner's hair is at an all time low. This is, I think, as bad as it gets <gasps> because it's greasy. It's a bad cut to begin with, and it's grown out. It's like uh, the worst of all three scenarios. Yes. So um, Spinner gifts Manny a very adorable llama plushie. I thought it was very cute. I want to talk about the Fluffy Fluff collection real quick. Um, This is like Beanie Babies. I think it's supposed to be Beanie Babies. But does this look anything like lammy lamb or the the plushie that we saw in the episode where manny reveals the fluffy fluff collection do you know what i'm talking about mm, i mean i know what you're what scene you're talking about but i don't remember what they look like specifically. I, I barely remember what they look like but i don't know if i just feel like the prop department just grabs a random plushie and they're like okay this is in the fluffy fluff collection i, I i'm more concerned with fluffy fluffs like brand identity i i think it's very unsustainable they have no clear visual distinction i mean i that, think they should have a set color palette or like uh, a head shape or something to see dis- i disagree <laughs> because beanie babies went in this direction i was a kid who loved beanie babies yeah, and collected me too. them and beanie babies did actually go in this direction where they like made everything like oh this is very distinctly a beanie baby and how you know is because it's a hideous freak with <laughs> with like jewel tone colored eyes that are giant um and like does not look like so beanie babies look, used to look like there was like verisimilitude to beanie babies like they, they looked, looked like, like the animal, animal. <laughs> that they like like maybe yeah. a little style but like they looked like they were the animal that they were supposed to embody and sure. now they look like freakish like <laughs> uh my like littlest pet shop is they make them called? all different sizes now too um yeah i don't like it i don't care i don't it. like the brand identity i think they really have gone so don't you think fluffy fluff is just destined to make the same mistakes so apparently you think they, they should go in that direction well i don't even think there's a clear identity because they're just random size stuffed animals well, they're the, just regular size yeah, beanie babies are really small i know but it's a bad brand is <laughs> the only thing maybe, about the brand can... that their names are lammy lamb horsey horse and bunny bunny <laughs> or whatever because that <laughs> seems like llama. the only in lami llama yeah this is the only thing tying the fluffy fluff collection together beanie and babies. i have concerns as a shareholder in fluffy fluff i'm really worried beanie about my babies. investment <laughs> Beanie Babies had multiple sizes. 
Okay, fine. <laughs> um, so if there's a fluffy fluff Princess Diana bear, though, I'll get that. <laughs> I'll get that. That one's sure. worth so much. We, you know, it's not my mom and I. This is the gayest sentence ever. My mom and I used to go to like swap meets to hunt for Beanie Baby deals. Oh, really? Yeah. And one time we found the Princess Die one, but it was like three hundred dollars, and we had seen it listed for like one eighty. So we were like, it's too much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god oh wow so you we were like were, we you, were you had bought into like the tulip fever of it we all. were in it um <laughs> i just liked them for like i like played with them. <laughs> yeah i did not we had them all in a closet and it's not like we weren't allowed to play with them we would take them out and like oh yeah we totally yeah. played like i was very rough on some of it but we had the tag protectors because the tag is what keeps oh, it valuable. right yeah and there was the sort of uh bendable tag protectors that you would put on the non-special ones but then you had the hard tag protectors that would go around like a princess die bear not that we ever had one no we couldn't get her nope <laughs> um i i think people were sh- i like I, I was listening to a podcast recently i don't remember which one it was but they were talking about the princess die beanie baby <laughs> and they were like surprised that like it wasn't like <laughs> Like, Princess Die as a Beanie Baby. Like, it was just, like, a bear that was, like, themed. If it was, like, a little person with a crown and a white wedding Yeah, dress. and I was like, I think that's actually much more tasteful that they just made it a bear in if honor of her. If they made it her, that would be insane. That would be psychotic. <laughs> um, okay, so... Degrassi. Degrassi. So Spinner asks once again, he's like, so that conversation where you, we just never finished, let's finish that conversation. And Do she you want... again and she walks away. Yeah, uh, so she's like he's like do you want a date and let's make things official and manny once again is just like oops i gotta go somewhere <laughs> and she just bounces she to go is manic this episode i will agree with you she's acting weird it's weird um and so she just goes to brainstorm with marco and so they're tossing around ideas and manny's like what about a field trip and he's like no that's way too junior high and i'm like what the fuck are you talking Wait, about well, what are you going to like a a a a where are you going that's junior high specific? You can go anywhere. Right. A field trip is just a field trip. Like, like go somewhere age appropriate. Yeah. I don't know. I like Go to the trips. dot. <laughs> field trip to the dot. Well, um, but then the new kid, Chester, just like pops out from behind a bush. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I've got an idea. He I lowers dance. down from the ceiling like a spider. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's airdropped. Uh, and he's like, a dance where couples are matched by a computer. Yeah. And I was shocked that Toby did not create this this search engine thing that they make. Are, are we ready to talk about the device yet? Or uh, well, we got to get there. Okay, we'll get there. Um, so, and they're both like, great, love it. No questions asked. Um, so <laughs> we've got an idea. So meanwhile, in yoga, Paige is trying to convince Marco to support her desire to uh, date a teacher. And yeah, Marco is like, he's a teacher though. And as I'm watching Pretty Little Liars for the first time, because Sergio loves it, um, there's a central, like, relationship not just in a season but the entire series the main character has like a relationship with a teacher and she's in high school and her friends are like being quote unquote good friends by supporting her (laughs) (laughs) and like keeping her secret and enabling this insanity whereas i think marco is being a true good friend by saying hey just don't yeah don't do it no (laughs) just do something else (laughs) right so thank goodness for marco well and then Paige says And I quote, 
Yeah, it's unconventional, but I thought you of all people would understand. <laughs> well, so you know, gay people are just like uh, pedophiles, <laughs> as, as Pace so points she's out. She's <laughs> conflating being gay with the ethical dilemma of a student dating their teacher, and like Marco doesn't even call her out. He's no. like, you know what? You make some good points, Paige. Well, he's got some self-hating stuff in there, so he's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I. I mean, I'm, I'm not, like, often offended by the show, but I was actually offended that by this. That was pretty rough, yeah. I, I was actually like, that's wrong. <laughs> um, so, I, I, don't, I don't know. That's, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Uh, Let's rough. move on, I it, guess, this because is, this this is, is, that's just bad. <laughs> this is rough. Um, rough episode for Paige. But then, to Paige's shock, Miss Kwan has replaced Mr. O as the yoga instructor. And I thought the reasoning for this was so hilarious because obviously Paige is upset that it's not Mr. O. And she takes it personally. And she takes it so personal <laughs> because she has, uh, I don't know, attachment issues? Something's going on. I mean, clearly he did. She is the reason why he didn't. Yes, I think so. Right. But the hilarious reason that is given is that Mr. O can't handle it with his workload. And I'm like... Why does Miss Kwan have time in her schedule? She literally teaches every student <laughs> and runs every extracurricular activity. Like, why is she free and the teacher's assistant is not? That's oh, he's got to put up more posters. <laughs> it takes him so takes long him to do so it. Long. Yeah. That's why he's like, sorry, I just like, can't get this to stick. <laughs> they didn't have command strips back then, nope. so what were they supposed to do? Ooh, I love a good command strip. Those posters aren't going anywhere. <laughs> That's their uh, saying. That's their motto. <laughs> These posters going nowhere. <laughs> and they yell it at you. Uh, Miss Kwan, uh, she's got it going on, though. Mm-hmm. She looks great. She looks great, yeah. She's got the yoga body. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in the computer lab, Chester shows Manny the matchmaking program they'll be this using. Is, yeah, this is what I wanted dance. to talk about. Yeah. So this seems like, at first I was like, this is a Toby invention, right? Because Toby has repeatedly made much more advanced web programs than he should have the ability to make. Mm-hmm. And then I saw what the program actually was, and I was like, oh, Toby didn't make this. This program's garbage. Oh, yeah. Toby. This program has, like, three questions in it. Okay. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah so, one of them is, do you have a boyfriend, and what is his name? Oh, okay. So that's why I'm so confused. So, okay. So this, like, the how they do the matchmaking is that there's, like, a brief survey, which includes... <laughs> Very brief! ...such questions as, favorite superhero... And favorite movie, which and favorite are the band, <laughs> which is the only criteria you you need to know your compatibility yeah. with someone. You're like Ant Man, love Ant Man. <laughs> well, we're, hey, we're, it's meant to be. If Ant Man's your favorite movie, I'll divorce Sergio right now and marry you. No, that's my favorite superhero. My <laughs> okay. favorite movie is uh, I don't know. What are the, what are the kids like? <laughs> um, well, I did like that Chester's favorite movie was Donnie Darko. That seemed accurate for Chester. Mm-hmm. And did you see his favorite band was Franz Ferdinand, which also <gasps> really seems like him. Yeah. yeah, wow. This is, so he's a cool kid. And his favorite, and you don't see this until the later scene. So I'm jumping out a little. Apologies, but his favorite superhero is The Punisher. And I'm like, oh my god, red okay, flag, stay away, red flag. No, stay, thank you. No, thank you. This is what I'm away. talking about. I I remember thinking Chester was cute when I was a kid, and now I'm like, ooh, I'm so glad that this boy did not stick around. He he would have been the next school shooter. Mm. Like you do not have the Punisher as your favorite. Yeah, and, and with yeah with Donnie Darko's favorite movie. Now I'm like, oh, that's a new life. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that should have been Fight Club. Huh. Or like, hmm. I don't know. Was another movie. I, I Clock like Donnie or, Darko. Clockwork Orange. Have like, you watched Donnie Darko when you're in adulthood? Uh, yeah. It holds up pretty well. I haven't watched it in several years, but... I watched it, like, three years ago. I think uh, it's still pretty good. 
I like that movie. I don't love it, I think, as much as other people do. You know what I watched I more love... recently than that? As I watched his second movie, that director, Southland Tales, with The Rock, Sean William Scott, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Wallace Shawn, Mandy Moore, Wallace Amy Shawn. Poehler, <laughs> Sherry O'Terry. <laughs> do you know this movie no. that has every actor in Hollywood in it? No. We could do a whole podcast about Southland Tales, baby, but we'll save it. <laughs> <sighs> um... Oh, and this was the other thing that made me really mad, is... Uh, Manny has asked, what is your favorite superhero? And she says, does Bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls count? And Chester says, no. Fuck you, you fucking gatekeeping piece of shit. In the canon of the Powerpuff Girls, they are superheroes. So it counts. It doesn't say favorite DC superhero. It does not say favorite Marvel superhero. It does not say favorite live action superhero. It says, what is your favorite superhero? Bubbles qualifies. And guess what? Great choice. I'm a buttercup person myself, but Bubbles is pretty cool. I think my bigger issue was <laughs> why is there a like put your like okay so you if you do have a boyfriend so it's like this is to like okay so th- this is it to match make the people that are already partnered with each other with each other which I'm like but what it also bears the question like what if then like why don't they just like, someone opt named Jack? out exactly why <laughs> like, are you doing this if you have like, a boyfriend yeah right like why do you, like so what, this is like an opt-in situation so what we learn eventually when we get into the like nuts and bolts of this program is literally it's just these like i don't know five questions and if someone else puts donnie darko they get matched with the person who said donnie darko what if everyone has a different favorite movie well, also that doesn't happen what if someone so. sells the well it doesn't happen but what <laughs> if someone spells the name of their favorite band wrong are they not matched with the person who likes the yeah. same band as them this is a horrible program Maybe you might as well have them write it down on a piece of paper and match it up by hand. I know. I'm wondering. I'm like, is this just like analog? Is this just like a way to like document it? And then they're like, okay, from here we have an actual person who's just like, okay, they said this and they said that. (laughs) I don't think there's any actual like programming in this. This is just like a data collector. Uh, Manny's favorite movie is Honey. Honey. Do you know this movie? Yeah, of course. Really? Okay, it's Jessica Alba. It's Jessica Alba. It's a dance movie. Is it? Do you like it? Is it? Is it good? Uh, well, two two different questions. Okay, okay. <laughs> I would say it's actively bad, and okay. it's and it's one of the sort of definitive two thousands movies that you can watch and just appreciate how fun in two thousands it is. So, but like, it's like a very like Manny movie. You would. Say. It's a very Manny movie. Okay. Honestly, it makes perfect sense for her because she was like, "Honey, no questions asked." Like she was like, "Absolutely." No, I. Uh, that is the perfect answer. She said, "Honey is cinema." Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it low key is. I will say that um, Ma- uh, Missy Elliott has an amazing cameo in it where she plays herself. And oh. she is hiring the... So this is after Honey has been fired by the evil, like, dance corporation, I guess. <laughs> and she has hired this corporation because she's heard about Honey's moves. And they have another choreographer come in and they're like, well, we don't have Honey, but we have this girl. And she does, like, a couple of quick moves. <laughs> and Missy Elliott just goes, what is this? <laughs> and she, like, acts out the... It's a great performance. Everyone, <laughs> if you don't watch Honey, go watch... Missy Elliott. You're selling me on it. Because okay, really I need to watch Honey. Yep. <laughs> uh, for, for research. Okay. So Manny and Chester then are like shamelessly flirting, but then they're interrupted by Spinner. Uh, so Manny tells Spinner about the dance, but he can't make it because he has to work. And she's like, My own boyfriend can't make it to the dance. And Spinner is like, Oh, so now I'm your boyfriend. Yeah. And then Manny gets frustrated and asks if he can, and like he's like if he can't commit to a dance, how can he commit to her? Girl, you're not committing. This yeah, right. Sense. Right. <laughs> like you're the one who's not committing. What are you talking? She's the queen of mixed signals in this episode. Yeah, we were 
talking a lot about Manny's emotional intelligence because of some of the things she's gone through that mm-hmm. other students at this school have not. And I think this is a real regression for her. I don't know what's going on with her. I just don't think the writers know what they're doing. Yeah. Maybe she just reached her breaking point. One thing I wrote down very early in the episode uh, during one of the Manny and Spinner scenes, I was like, Manny is just a lot smarter than Spinner. And that is why I think this whole thing is unsustainable. (laughs) Not in this episode. Not in this episode. Not in this episode. But I feel like she's smart enough to know that she's not meant to be with this boy, but she's not smart. She's that kid kind of dumb where it's like, oh, I'm just going to stick through it and maybe it'll work itself out. I mean, she's really acting like, like, you know, there's like this, like, I feel like there's like this stereotype of like, uh, like, oh, fickle women don't know what they want. And I'm like, she truly is just like, what are you, what is going through your brain right now? Yeah, I think, you know what? I agree. This episode is sexist. I don't need, I just, I don't, I just don't. I say that, like, half-jokingly. I, uh, I, it was pretty bad. <laughs> I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Okay, so. Uh, so, okay, then we see Mr. Radich, uh, and he gives a farewell speech. And this is his last scene. Goodbye, Mr. Radich. Yeah, and in the middle of his speech, no, well, in the middle of Miss Hatsalako saying nice things about Mr. Radich, we don't get to hear those nice things, because it just cuts to Manny, like, gossiping in the audience, which right. I thought was pretty funny. Right. And that's, uh, a, honestly, a fitting send-off for Principal Radich is no one's paying attention to you because there's like some dating drama going around. <laughs> you know, this is very true to his story. Right. A sensible place to end for him. <laughs> uh, and then Margaret presents him with a goodbye present, but we don't find out what it is. What if it was um, a bomb? <laughs> oh my God. He <laughs> blew up Radich. No, I think it's like, it's like a, like a trilby. A trilby? Like a hat? He. This is a crazy hat season. Everyone's always wearing hats. <laughs> or like, I don't know, like a nose hair trimmer. <laughs> oh, you could use that. <laughs> yeah. Practical. We could get him a yoga ball because we know he likes doing yoga in the gym during Saturday detention. Mm, I don't think it would fit in that box. If it's deflated. Mail? <laughs> That's right. Yep. They're like, we, we pre-deflated. This. Yep. Uh, so, okay, this is, yeah, the last time we see Radich. Um... Any thoughts on Radich? Um, does Radich get a cannon? Come on. Of course, he's in the main credits. All right, Radich gets a cannon. Let's sound the Hunger Games cannon for Radich. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't have a huge attachment to Radich. I do think his Breakfast Club episode is probably the episode where he gets to have the most fun. Oh, yeah, that's his. That's absolutely like his, his episode. That's his tour de force. Mm-hmm. Um. So I'm not going to say that, like, I have a ton of great Radish memories, but it is, it's kind of sad to see this character who's been around since before we even started watching the a, a show. Legacy, a legacy. Yeah. A legacy is leaving. Mm. And do we know, does he ever, like, make a little, like, hey, I'm back cameo? No. Not even in, like, next class? No. Wow. No, I don't think so. That's why I think it was a bomb, Evan. <laughs> they needed <laughs> the star sure. power. Yep. <laughs> of, uh, I, I don't know his name off the top, the actor's name off the top of my head. I don't either, but that's fine. We love you, Radich. Uh, Godspeed. Well, <laughs> we well, love you, actor we, who plays res- Radich. We respect your work on the and your contributions. Look, the actor's great. We love actor who plays Radich. So Manny hacks into the matchmaking program because she has like the password <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Um, and so she sees that she has been paired with Liberty's little brother, Danny, which is kind of funny and also kind of like this is the part of the episode that I kind of liked is she's like. She is struggling with this, like, lingering, quote-unquote, immaturity. Like, people perceive her as being immature because she likes girly things, because, like, whatever. I don't think she's actually immature. 
But the fact that this program has now decided, okay, you're so immature that you have to like date your friend's little brother. <laughs> no, they were just compatible. He loved honey. He loved honey. That's why. I mean, I'm guessing. <laughs> I, that, why did you? Why do you think they match? I just assumed that no one had any of the movies matched. What an insane way to match. I, they clearly <laughs> had chemistry, and the program was like, "Here, I'm going to lead you in this direction." I wanted to ask you. And this. She said no. I wanted to ask you this, and it pays off later, but I was shocked at the time, and I was wondering if I had missed something. Mr. Oleander's photo is in there when Manny is scrolling down. It says Matt O, and there's a picture of Mr. Oleander. Hmm. So he was already in there, and that pays off later. Do you remember what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. But I was confused because there's not a scene where the page is like, okay, I'm going to put his name into the thing, right? We Mm -hmm. never see that happen. Right. So I'm like, how did it get in there? But they did show it. What? Marco. Okay. We're getting, this is, this is later stuff. It was so, just, it was confusing because I didn't know that was coming. I was like, why is Mr. O's profile in this children's dating app? Right. Yeah. But yes. continue. It is weird. Um, so, so Manny, uh, copies Chester's favorite movie answer because she sees, mm-hmm. she like hacks in and sees like all the answers and so she copies Donnie Darko. Well, one thing you could do, Manny, is go rent Donnie Darko and watch it and see if you like it. Yeah, because, like, maybe you actually don't have much in common with Chester, and, (laughs) you know, maybe this isn't a solid foundation. Because I can't imagine Manny having a good time watching Donnie Darko. (laughs) No. Seems like she would not have a good time. I don't think she would get a... (laughs) No. (laughs) She she does not... uh, She's not a cinema... uh, A A cinephile, cinephile, no. (laughs) Uh, And so... She wouldn't get the David Lynch references. (laughs) So, uh, she's doing this to hope that they'll get paired together. But then, when she gets to the dance, wearing a... uh, she loves that cowboy hat this season. A cowboy hat? She has like a... Oh, was it not a cowboy hat? No, it's not a cowboy hat. It's like a little, like, newsy hat. Like a oh, red... Oh, okay, okay. A okay. red newsy hat. Hmm. Oh, well, it's like a red top and like a denim skirt, right? There's some cowboy elements. Sure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so she gets to the dance and she finds out that Danny is still her date. Yeah. So it's like, what... Like, I think we are to understand from the conversation that she has with Marco after it was that like already Marco, locked in. Or? No, I think Marco saw that it got oh, changed and went back in there and changed oh, it. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That's gotcha, what I thought. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, she, he was like, "Nice try." I think it was that. Um, okay, so Danny is still her date, and then Marco is like, "How could you do this to Spinner? He <laughs> loves you." <laughs> what? Wild. Marco, why do you care? And second of all, he he does? I don't know that he does. Does, does he? I don't think he knows what love is. I don't I think, think he's a child. I think maybe he like I think he likes me. He's think, got a big old crush on you. How I think about that? I think I think he enjoys her, but like love? I don't think so. Also, Spinner was like just dating your best friend Paige. Yes. And like and now you're like, here, push him on to Manny. I just, yeah, like, this I, actually does not track at all. This makes the more you no sense. This makes no fucking sense. I don't like Marco, it. Marco, what are you talking about? Makes no sense. This this was a a, a need a needed exposition moment that does is not justified. With yeah. Me. So uh Marco, who is But I did think it was funny when she says, Why am I not matched with Chester? The camera like pans up like one inch and you just see Chester dancing with Darcy and mm-hmm. they're like perfectly framed and looking right at them. Yeah. <laughs> which was very funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh and then Marco, who is apparently clairvoyant, yes. <laughs> is like explains to her and us, the audience, that Manny is still letting what happened with Craig stop her from pursuing Spinner. And then she needs to let it go. 
Well, as we all know, gay men mostly exist to give straight women advice about their shitty boyfriends. That's right. That's what we are. That's why we exist in media. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's weird because she dated JT in the interim, and now she's oh, pers- yeah. <laughs> and now she's pursuing Chester. So it's like, is this really the reason why Manny is hesitant to date Spinner? Like, or is it because they have no chemistry? <laughs> like, yeah, but she also doesn't have chemistry with Chester, and she's gone for. But that. I just don't understand, like, this whole like Manny is actually still wounded, and it's like, yeah, I feel like we already. I, I feel don't like think she, she is. Yeah. She? I don't think she is. is I this... think I think Craig bringing it up was probably annoying for her, but it seemed like it was mostly just right, annoying, right? And so that is it why devastating. That's her. why we had that scene at the beginning. Yeah, it's just like set up like, oh, Manny is still recovering from last year, and it's just like. We haven't had any indication that Manny's still recovering from last year this entire season until this episode. Yeah. So I don't understand it. I mean, I guess you could say that, like, because Spinner is, like, is obviously, like, peers with Craig and, like, you know, he's, like, giving the same energy as Craig. And so she's worried, like, oh, dating someone in this circle. But I feel like I'm really being charitable. That's the, that's... A way to look at it. <laughs> that's, I mean, I, again, I'm grasping. You, you've done a lot here. of work here. I've and, done more work than this show that's has. Of you towards Degrassi. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but Manny just chooses to ignore Marco's clairvoyant wisdom, mm-hmm. and so she asks Chester to dance right in front of Darcy, and he's like, "Yep, that sounds good." And Darcy's like, "I think I'm gonna go get some chaps." Yeah. <laughs> you want anything, Chester? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard being cucked. Um, this, this was really awkward. I do think, I wish there was footage of just Darcy alone in the quarter eating, eating chips. chips. That'd be really funny. What chips do you think she got? So, I imagine if she's going to get some chips, that this dance has like pre-bags, like the little to-go bags of chips, do you think? Or is there a big bowl that they're scooping chips out of? Oh, no, that's no, that's not hygienic at all. No, I think it's like It's bags. gotta be little bags. Yeah. So, in that case, it's probably Cheetos, Doritos, Lay's, barbecue Lay's, maybe... And Not a sun chip? Oh, there's probably sun chips, and I do think that's what Darcy would I think would she would take. go for a sun chip. She would want a sun chip. Tomato salsa. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Garden tomato, garden tomato salsa? Tomato salsa might be a little zesty for her. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite. I think she wants the harvest cheddar. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. She's a cheddar kind of girl, if you know what I mean. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, okay. Meanwhile... None of the people listening know anything about Darcy, but I promise all of this is true. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so Paige shows up to the dance, and so she sees Mr. O, and she tells him that, what do you know? She got paired with him because Marco rigged it, and it's like... But this is... Okay, this is where I'm confused. If Marco's... Why does... What are your morals, Marco? Because this you rigged Marco... it for one, and you didn't rig it for the other. Right. Well, Marco's doing pages. He's supporting her dating a teacher. He's trying to be a supportive friend. And he's creating a paper trail, which is a great idea. Great. Great. Fo- sure. Photo I'm, evidence. I'm There's sure... IP addresses at play. I'm sure Mr. O is <laughs> thrilled about this. Um, it's just like, Well, okay. he's obviously not too concerned about being subtle. Well, we'll it's <laughs> weird that, like, Paige, did you think that he would be like, oh, okay, well, let's dance because we were paired together. The match. <laughs> Making program it, said so. I have to do it. That's what the. Uh, it's very stupid, and I do. I guess Manny doesn't care, but you would think Manny would be like, "Why is Mr. O in this program?" She scrolled right by him. That's yeah, it's like. bizarre. I don't know. I don't understand any of the. <laughs> this is all dumb and stupid. Uh, so Mr. O obviously is just like, okay, I'm, I'm not staying here. Bye. Um, <laughs> so Spinner then shows up to surprise Manny. 
Yeah, he, must, also, he probably smells like food. He came straight from work. Also, fuck Manny for being like, oh, you won't ditch work. Like, it's like... It's how he pays his bills. Yeah. I, Fucking privilege. Yeah. <laughs> God. Um. So everyone in this episode is horrible and unlikable. Um, what the fuck happened to these kids? Everyone's a monster. So Spinner shows up to surprise Manny, but she's still mad at him for some reason, despite the fact that he took off work for her now. I would be mad at him simply for being Spinner, but you have expressed interest in being with Spinner, so that's on you, Manny. He's just doing what he does, which is be Spinner. Right. Yeah. You can't be mad at him. Yeah. It's like, I'm gonna date a, a grizzly bear, and I'm mad when he chases me up a tree, you know? Like, that's, you You signed up for this. Right. <laughs> so, he explains that, uh, why he wants to make things official with her because she demands an explanation because she like just doesn't buy it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he, you know, he's like offers a very sincere plea that he's like, you know, well, I don't know what is the reason. He, I, I like you and yeah, I like being around you. We blah, have blah, fun blah, together. Whatever. Right? It's, yeah. it's sincere. Uh, but she it's dismisses fine. what they have going on as a rebound and Spinner leaves. From JT. <laughs> She's rebounding no, from, from Paige. JT. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, other way around. Got yeah. It. <laughs> no, that re- No, he's rebounding. Okay. Um... <laughs> Uh, although I would say she's rebounding too, TBH, but whatever. I um, mean, she let the best man at Degrassi go, JT, so. <laughs> a true gentleman. <laughs> uh, and so Spinner leaves saying she doesn't know what she wants. Correct. I agree. He he really spilled the tea there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as Manny is dancing with Chester, she <laughs> like apparently makes a big dumb fool of herself by like dancing. Having fun and, and dancing. By dancing song. enthusiastically. And everyone's like, and they do the thing where like, all the other like extras are like, uh, like ooh. visually like they're like ah side eye like yeah, like, like it's like they can't like they're us. like my eyes yeah. um and she didn't this was supposed to be like a an Elaine little kicks moment from Seinfeld and I just didn't think the dancing was absurd enough yeah she's a gymnast she's gonna b- jump around she's gonna swing her legs around let her do her well, thing well also like it was kind of like okay you know how there's like bad bad singing in shows where it's like mm. oh you're supposed to be a bad thing but you're doing such a performatively like, bad singing yeah. this felt like bad bad dancing I like agree. performatively bad dancing where and it's like look, this isn't since, which is like also we're why not is she blame doing Cassie this Steele, obviously this is a director right because Cassie Steele is the greatest actress of our time well yeah. but she has been asked <laughs> to do some dancing that is I think you're right over the top to the point where it just becomes like oh, but she's also fun. but also it's like why? Why is this beat here? Because, like... You mean this amazing beat that is uh, her favorite song <laughs> that has no lyrics? <laughs> that's foreshadowed earlier in the episode at the dot, remember? Uh, oh, is that the same song? Yeah, because that's the thing, is she is at the dot talking to Spinner in the first scene, and this song, which has oh, yeah, no she, lyrics... She's like, I love this song, and Spinner's like, my, my ears... My ears are bleeding. Yeah. And when she hears it playing at the dance, she gets excited, because it's her favorite song, good for her. And oh, that's a nice, that's a nice little uh, callback. Yeah, and then Chester is like, uh, cringing. She's like, do you like this song? And he's like, it's a little Britney, but it's okay. And I only knew what he said because of the captions. I th- I always thought, and I remember the scene specifically. Um, I always thought he said it's a little preppy, but sure. Mm. But that doesn't make sense because Chester's so preppy. He likes Franz Ferdinand. He's not like the other boys. He's not like the other boys. He's a prep who loves Franz Ferdinand. Uh, I just found the scene also baffling so this is basically just to be like oh chester and manny aren't meant to be because he cringes at her dancing yeah and i think she is doing for some like again the reason i brought up the immaturity thing is i think this is another failed beat that is supposed to be telling us that manny has like an immaturity streak you know 
I don't know. Because that was the thing that drove her apart from Craig, and I feel like that's like her original sin is asking for Lammy Lamb at the fair. <laughs> and it's all coming back to that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, these it, these events seem linked. It's Eve her, like, eating the forbidden fruit and Manny <laughs> being excited about Lammy Lamb. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Humanity never recovered. Yeah. Uh, so they go into the hall, right? No, Hatsalakos comes up and she congrats, congratulates Manny on an excellent dance. We need to do more of these. Yeah, says. and then Manny's just like, Fucks off. She, uh, she pieces. She yeah. bounces. So she goes into the striped hallway. Is yeah. that what Chester said? <laughs> he said, "I'll meet you in the striped hallway or something." Is that what happened? He maybe said the hallway with stripes. I was. I confused. don't know. Anyway, so meanwhile, outside, Paige fights with Mister O, and he is like, I guess, captivated by her petulance in this moment. Well, is this outside or is this? It's outside the dance, but outside. It's still oh, on school oh yeah, it's still in the school. Yeah, outside the school dance yes audit- exactly audit- they're, they're in gym, some hallway gym something yeah. yeah they're in a hallway and i guess he's captivated by her like petulance in this moment and so he tries to kiss her well this was a bunch of things that i hated because it starts with him like blaming her for like encouraging this to go on but it's like it takes two to tango and you are not shutting this down mm-hmm. you are not shutting this down the way that you should mm-hmm. if if you are serious about it so it's like first of all i don't like that he wasn't taking responsibility and now he, I think you're right, is like enjoying her, I don't know, childishness, her her stubbornness. It's weird. I mean, it's just like, I don't, I don't really understand any, why anyone is acting the way they are. This Everyone episode. is a gas, like, gas leak. Paige episode. is like not seeming like, she does not seem likable at all. And he's like, God, I've never been more attracted to you than when you're <laughs> just like demanding that I date you. Well, she's kind of figured out her hair situation. It's a little anachronistic, but the, the extensions aren't as chunky. So I think it's looking better. <laughs> and I think that's what he's, he's like, well, to. your hair is looking great. Yeah. So, you know what? Can't deny that. Yeah. But then as he's about to kiss her, he stops when he notices Manny looking directly at them yeah and Manny's just like my bad she (laughs) says I'm sorry like seven times in a row and I was like oh Manny doesn't have much of a Canadian accent because it wasn't a sorry 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 like when Craig said that sorry yeah sorry she did she had a very American sorry yeah so I wonder if that's like do you think that's her being like I've got bigger ambitions than Canadian (laughs) public broadcasting I'm gonna I'm gonna tamp down my Canadian accent so that I can make it in the big leagues of Hollywood. Yeah. Good luck. (laughs) Good luck, Cassie. Cassie still should have had a breakout career. I love her. Um, So, yeah. Mr. O, the kiss stops, and then... And then... Manny runs away. Yeah. (laughs) So, Manny goes back to the dance. Chester apologizes for being embarrassed earlier. Yeah, and this is in another hallway. This is, like, by some stairs, right? Yeah. And uh, he kisses her, but she's like, no... I can't. I have a boyfriend. Yeah. Which news to news <laughs> to us. Uh, news to Spinner too. Yes. Um, and Chester drops a wham line for the ages. Do you have it written? Do you have it? Welcome to Degrassi. And that's exactly how he says it. I think it's even more flaccid than that. It's like let, let me try again. Welcome to Degrassi. <laughs> Welcome to Degrassi. <laughs> it should be. He, and you know what? This was low key. This was his audition. Like, is Chester going to be a, an ongoing character or not? And he flubbed it. And I, I don't blame them for writing him off. Uh, he really thought he did something in that moment. And he did not. Welcome to Degrassi. Welcome to Degrassi. It's like. Okay, let's wrap it up. So, okay. So, Paige is chasing after Mr. O, whom she is now calling Matt. Gross. And then he kisses her. He does. 
Because it's on city property. They have a long discussion. Well, so yeah, he lays some ground rules. No one can know, and they can only be seen together off school grounds until the end of the term. So I'm sure this will end well. Yeah. Got high hopes for these two. And then we resolve our B plot as well. Or a a, a plot. So Manny tells Spinner that he was right Mm -hmm. when he said she didn't know what she wanted. Yes. And she explains that she didn't want to get hurt. Like how she was last year. Aww. Um, and Spinner, and she, or she makes Spinner promise to never, ever break her heart, which seems like a tall order, but okay. Insane thing to promise. And it, it's psycho. Okay. And then the two of them share this heartfelt, intimate moment and they kiss and I felt nothing. <laughs> nope. Don't want these two people to be together. <laughs> Just don't want it. Uh, okay. So that, and that was our episode. Yeah. Uh, what do you, what do you think? What to talk about in this one, huh? Um, th- I had a lot to talk about because I was like, this episode is just does not make sense. It does On a lot, like, ter- honestly, I would go so far as to say this might be the worst episode. Really? Of Degrassi that we have covered yet. Um, no, I would still say that Terry episode from season three where she gets drunk is pretty bad. That's the first season. Or from season one, episode three. No, this is worse. This is worse. The A plot, I would say, is the worst thing that we've okay. seen uh, on Degrassi yet. I, I'll mull this over. The, you have submitted your worst episode. I'm going to think about mine. I think there's ones I like less than this, but we'll talk about it. I mean, I just like I just don't understand. Manny acts like a crazy person. I hear, no, I hear your episode. argument. I hear your argument. I just I don't understand what's going on. Like I don't. And also, I, to me, the worst episodes are the ones that are boring. So it's like if someone's acting crazy and out of character, like at least that's something to grab onto. So that's why I didn't hate this as much as you. Well, it was very dumb. I mean, it was also pretty boring. It was kind of boring, sure, but uh, it was moving around. But like, also, I don't understand this episode in the context, and I, we won't get into it. Before we talk about the episode, but the following episode, like, sort of directly follows up. I know, but you have to remember there's two episodes in between, Beb. Where we don't see them. <laughs> That's true, but Where stuff we don't is see Spinner and Manny. <laughs> We're just like, stuff. we assume they are having a lovely relationship That's off what screen. I'm telling This is what we were just talking about, is sometimes you won't see a character for. Three months of, but of literally, school time, and I don't, you just have to guess what they were up to. But we've never seen a relationship play out this quickly, I don't think. Well, let's, It was built let's up take, to be... So I, I, Let's take our break, and then we can get into this more when we talk about the this, events of the next Does this episode go there? No. No. Of course not. No. And it is dumb. I didn't hate it as much as Evan, but it's dumb. Let's take a break. We'll be back in five seconds. Four. Three. We are back, and we are discussing season four, episode 16, because this is the episode following the Emma two-parter. Yeah, the time paradox has been <laughs> resolved. Your nosebleeds should stop now. You should stop <laughs> glitching through time. So we apologize. Everything's normal again. Uh, and this episode is titled, Eye of the Tiger, named after, of course, the song by Survivor. Rocky montage is just flashing before my eyes. You know, I literally thought you were about to say Duran Duran. I always thought this was a Duran Duran song. Oh. I don't know why. No. It's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know Duran Duran that well. I mostly only know their James Bond song and then Hungry Like the Wolf. Mmm. 
Do you know yeah. the James Bond song? No, you're the James Bond scholar. Well, prior to Skyfall, at least, which I think may have broken this record, um, Duran Duran's Dance Into the Fire, no, View to a Kill is the name of the song, or I don't know, it's one of them's in parentheses. Uh, that was the only James Bond single ever to make it to number one. Really? Yes. Not Goldfinger. Nope. Hmm. Shirley Bassey wasn't really like lighting up the pop stations. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I love that. Song. I love. Hey, Shirley Bassey is the best Bond singer of all time. No offense to Adele, I like her. And, no, full offense to Adele. <laughs> and she recorded a version of. Uh, she recorded a song for the second Daniel Craig movie, Quantum of Solace, and it is much better than the Jack White Alicia Keys one that they went Shirley with. Shirley Bassey recorded yes. a song. For, yes, really. I'll send it to you. It's called No Good About Goodbye. And it was going to be the song so late that the score, which always incorporates the single, it still has No Good About Goodbye, the Shirley Bassey song, in the score, not the Jack White song. Oh, and you like this one better than the Jack White song. I did. The Mm. Jack White Alicia Keys song, Mm, I should say, because it's a duet. Gotcha. Uh, It sounds more like Jack White, though, so that's why I don't really like it. Mm. (laughs) So, uh, Jimmy. Jimmy's back. Jimmy is back, and it's a big applause. And I was sitting on my couch clapping as well as they lowered him off the bus. I was excited for him to be back. Yeah, he's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it was very exciting. Yeah. Everyone's everyone's gathered around to see him. Yeah, everyone's thrilled. Um, and Spinner, who has not seen Jimmy since the shooting and is still clearly guilt-ridden mm-hmm. over his involvement in, you know, Jimmy getting shot. Yes. Uh, he tries to apologize to him. About not 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 about getting him shot, but about just not seeing him. Yeah, because <laughs> this still has not come to light. Oh yeah, he doesn't know. Yeah, no one knows. Yeah, no one knows except for you know him and Jay. Um, secret. And so after some initial hostility, they seem to be on the road to recovery. Yeah, our buds are back. Mm-hmm. And uh, Spinner goes the extra mile for Jimmy by like. We see have like a montage of him, you know, helping him like reach his books in his locker. It was like a comical montage. Taping, it was very silly. Taping down wires in the computer. Yeah, so silly. He's taping down those wires. He was like, well, the wires. I hijinks. Was a, I was pretty upset about the wires because there's a the first scene with Jimmy in the computer lab. We see him trying to get over the wires. Right. And I'm like, those do need to be secured down mm-hmm. with like a wire strip or something yeah. because that's not just a. Not just for accessibility, it's like a tripping hazard. It's right. a fire hazard. Yeah. So I was Spinner is doing that. a public service here. Um, also, I thought it was funny because, like, we've seen the computer lab before. It's not covered in wires. And they clearly had to put wires everywhere to make this beat work. And I just thought they put too many down. And it looked really silly. <laughs> it looked like, um, it, like on the Matrix it, when they're on the ship and you see all the wires just kind of running along the mm, wall. It looked like yeah, that amount yeah. of wires. <laughs> So, uh, Spinner seems to be taking his atonement seriously, mm-hmm. is, the, is the gist. He seems to be, but is he? I think so. We'll find out. Well, uh, meanwhile, JT and Liberty are still... Oh, only other thing I wanted to talk about in the computer lab scene is Archie, Mr. Simpson, uh, continuing his problematic voice thing, comes up to Jimmy and says, Jimmy Brooks in the house, and he does uh, a bit of a voice on there. I wouldn't say it's a black voice, but it's maybe a hip-hop voice, and I was uncomfortable. You well, you know. Archie, doing Arch- his thing. Archie gonna- Saying in the house to the only black student in the room. <laughs> Archie gonna Archie. What are you gonna do? Um, meanwhile, JT and Liberty are uh, still hot and heavy. Oh, yeah, and it hard cuts to them Frenching, and I was pretty upset. Uh, and apparently, JT's lips taste like sweet jelly. Which was disgusting. Is that... Was he eating something right before? I, is he wearing a, a, a 
a, a chapstick? I, I don't know. I was so grossed out by this description. I was already grossed at these two characters kissing each other. I'm like, I mean, I don't know. It also reminded me of when Ellie seemed to be feeding Sean something like sweet oh, jelly. Yeah, when he was feeding the jelly. Oh, when she was feeding him the jelly out of that little ramekin, I, w- I thought it was disgusting. <laughs> and this just brought me back to that. And I was like, this is... Well, Mi- Vile. Liberty must have been feeding JT sweet jelly right before. That's this so scene. I. I that's just, the only thing that makes sense. Saying someone's lips taste like sweet jelly, I'm just like that's <laughs> repulsive. It's actually really funny. I didn't cue in on it as oh, much, but yeah, God. it's, it's I, that's, that's the low point of this. Really episode. revolting. Uh, but Danny wants to hang out with JT and his yeah myth- because they have become you know besties. Like he really doesn't he's, hang out with Toby anymore. He's the third caballero. Um, and so. Uh, he's miffed that JT has chosen his sister over him, which is like, you know, I get it. Obviously, would I rather hang out with Liberty or Danny? Hmm. Well, I mean, neither. Liber- Thank you. Well, Liberty's your girlfriend <laughs> in this scenario. Ugh. <laughs> oh my God, Danny. Uh, well, it's like also JT has known Liberty way longer than he's known Danny. That's true. So it's not like yeah. Mm. Uh. So whatever. Um. But, you know, I, I don't know. I get I get it, Danny. It's hard being the third wheel. Um, back at school, Coach Armstrong announces to the gym full of students that they want to honor Jimmy for helping their team get to playoffs. I think that was. The, yeah, they made the, it to sectionals or something. It's a sports. Um, and Spinner announces that the trophy will henceforth be named in honor of Jimmy. The Jimmy books, the Jimmy Brooks trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Which is nice, actually. Like, if that happened to the student at the school, I think that's a nice thing to do. Sure. And And he does seem, he seems appreciative. Well, so everyone cheers for him, but as, like, the camera zooms in on his expression, you can see that Jimmy is, like, going through it. He's feeling things. He's feeling ways. He's feeling wistful. Um, So in our B-plot, Liberty and Danny's... Oh, boy, is it a (laughs) (sighs) B-plot. Capital B. Uh, and Danny's, <laughs> Danny's dad comes home. Is this, this is the first time we see Liberty's dad, right? Yeah, this is the first time we see him. Okay. So Liberty and Danny's dad comes home. I think he's like a lawyer. I, I he looks like a lawyer. I think he's something he's like that. He's wearing a business He's very suit. professional. Yeah. Um, he's very stern and professional. Yeah. And he, uh, so he's coming home and Danny has neglected to warn Liberty and JT like they said he should. Yeah, but they were also mean to him. So I'm right. Like, so I'm like, why did you think he would do you a favor? Either don't ask for the favor or be mean to him. Or don't, you know what I'm saying. Like, you can do one or the other. You mm-hmm. can't do both. This was stupid. You're bad at this. Of course you got caught. And J- it cuts to, it's actually pretty funny because Liberty's dad is like sent around back to see Liberty, knowing that Liberty will be there, not knowing that JT will be there. Mm-hmm. And it's been established that Liberty's dad will not approve. And it just cuts to JT in the hot tub saying, what do you think of my big butt? Or he's like, he's like, what is he saying? He says something about having a big butt. Yeah, he's something like about a big butt. butt. I'm like, it's pretty funny. JT, no one has ever accused you of having a big butt. Oh, yeah. this Well, this was pre, like, big butts going mainstream, like, societally. Oh, right. So we're just like, it's funny. Like, it's, it's funny, funny to, have to have a big, a big butt. 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 It's yeah. funny and embarrassing to have a big butt. Right. But then she's Unless like, we're... I like your big butt. Yeah, exactly. Which, yeah. Because she listened to Sir Mix a lot. She's ahead of the curve. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Did, uh, her dad finds them kissing, and of course he is not amused, and he demands that JT leave. Honestly, he, he was pretty calm. <laughs> I, I was expecting this to be a bigger blow up. He was just like, hey, you, leave. He just sounded like annoyed more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, JT, go. It could have been scarier. I mean, I've been chased out of like my boyfriend's 
uh, house by his dad before, and it was much scarier than this. Oh my god. Well, we were smoking pot, but my boyfriend oh. was an idiot. I was like, why don't we just go outside and smoke? He's so is the smoking, it wasn't just you being his Oh boyfriend. no, he, he liked me, okay. I think he liked me better than his son. His son was pretty dumb. Let's continue. <laughs> so back at school, again, wonky timeline, because we're like, they're at home, but they're at school. Like, J- Liberty and JT are at home, but everyone else is at school. Yeah. Whatever. That never uh, makes sense. Yeah, they're, they're always having continuity problems. This yeah. is a fire poker situation, if you remember my Days of Our Lives comparison. <laughs> so Spinner walks in to see Jimmy trying to practice layups, but uh, obviously Jimmy's struggling because he can't even dribble and he's so frustrated about it yeah and um so jimmy admits that he regrets how he treated rick but also sometimes he regrets that rick didn't have better aim which very dark i thought that was pretty chilling well honestly i'll give a compliment um because i don't think either of these two episodes are our favorite degrassi episodes but this scene was really really good i thought this episode i think this episode is actually pretty successful and i think this scene is very successful this is the best scene in the the episode and this is the best scene for Shane Kipple's acting ever. Like, if he was to do a reel, it should be this scene and this scene only. Because he's really great in it, you know? Yeah. And this is what I'm talking about. Like, for some reason, they don't give Spinner much dramatic stuff, but I think he's way better at it, acting-wise, than his sort of silly comedic stuff. So I wish they would do this more. I mean, they definitely lean into that in later seasons. Well, with the thing that happens. But then again, I think of his acting in that, and I'm less pleased. So maybe it's a less is more with the dramatic Spinner acting. Well, so witnessing Jimmy's anguish, Spinner's guilty conscience finally weighs just a bit too heavy on him. And he finally confesses that he and Jay pinned the blame for the whole Paint and Feathers prank on Jimmy. Yeah. And I liked the way the information came out. I liked the way uh, Spinner was having trouble even saying it. I liked uh, Jimmy's reaction. I just thought this was all very well, real and very uh, emotionally satisfying for like what we've seen so far. Yeah. And Jimmy, in a state of tranquil fury, just rolls out of there. Yep. Without a word. Yep. Uh, and, you know, I talk a lot about how spinner and jay are the whole reason for the shooting or at the very least for jimmy being shot which Mm -hmm. is what's being discussed in this episode and i guess what i like is that spinner's doing the hard work spinner is doing things that are going to make his life more difficult he's doing what rick was pretending to do he's like really owning up to his things and as jimmy points out actually really liked this line he was like you didn't have to tell me that like you just wanted to make yourself feel better. And that's really like what Rick was doing, you know? Hmm. So I, I I appreciated this moment for Spinner. It made me appreciate his character a little more. And I actually think what he's doing right now is mature, you know? He's he's really trying to make up for it. And I appreciate that. And what's difficult for me is Jay does not do that. And we're supposed to think of Jay and Spinner as two equally likable characters. Well... <laughs> not yet, but soon. <laughs> So the next day at school, Word has clearly gotten around very quickly. Oh my god, they jump on him the second. Yeah, yeah, Word travels fast because like Spinner is persona non grata like immediately at school the next day. And Craig, Marco, and even his beloved Manny all ice him out. Yeah, Manny doesn't even give him the the like the the courtesy of a breakup. You know, who she's just like, nope, not talking to you anymore. Who could have foreseen this relationship ending so suddenly? <laughs> they were they were lover. They, they were, were soulmates. They were standing together at the beginning of this episode, if you remember. I do remember. And it was one of their three scenes together <laughs> this season. So, you know. Yep. It was pretty uh, meaningful. 
It's I guess it's not the quantity, it's the quality, but I don't know. The quality was dubious at best. <laughs> um, I honestly, what the, okay, again, what were the writers thinking, even pairing these two together, only to break them up three episodes later? Pointless. I They are a little obsessed with trying out different pairings. And, you know, I think there's a truth to that in, like, middle school, high school dating. Sure, but, like... But it seems excessive. But again, it's the fact that they had a whole episode devoted to the last episode we just talked about, devoted to this relationship that ultimately, like, and these two never get back together throughout the history of the show. They do not ever get back together. And they shouldn't. (laughs) And then they shouldn't. But it just makes it feel like a non sequitur. It's like, why did this happen? I mean, I agree. This is a pretty pointless relationship. This is very low on. He doesn't even seem that bothered when Manny, like, like, he doesn't spend the rest of the episode pining for Manny. It's about... Let me just say this. Wouldn't it be so much better if these, you know, three interactions, Manny had still been dating JT and we actually got to see their relationship have ups and downs instead of them just breaking up right away? It's like she's just bouncing between these boys who she never truly gets to have a connection with because there's no relationship that's developed on screen. Well, We're just supposed to assume that she's a boyfriend-girlfriend with these people off screen, which is 90% of her time in both of these relationships. mm. They should have just picked one. Well, we had to get the JT Liberty train a rolling. True, but then have her be dating Spinner the whole episode and don't even bother with the JT thing. That's my point. But she breaks up with Spinner because... I know. I'm just saying if she's going to go through these two short-term relationships, what if she just had one arc with one of the boys? Uh, I think it would have been Or she could just not date someone. Nope, not possible. It's Degrassi, baby. <laughs> um... So, okay. Meanwhile, Danny tells JT that he doesn't want him dating Liberty. Which, yeah, fuck you. Which, again, not your call, Danny. Fuck you, Danny. Or not, or not JT's call, either. Also, uh, sure. Uh, but I, I wanted to push the little boy down in that moment. I was like, somebody sock this boy in the face. You don't control your sister's autonomy. Well, then he ridicules him over the penis pump, and that's what really gets JT <laughs> going. And so the two of them uh, come to blows in one of the most realistically juvenile it's little so tussles. Funny. It was so we've funny. seen on this show when I, one of them's like biting the other one's arm at some point. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. they truly, they truly do not know how to fight. They don't. But no. they have decided that they will fight, and it's very funny. But even so, a crowd still gathers around. It's like, ooh, yeah, yeah, fight in school when you see two people going at it, you got a crowd. Around. Yeah, they're like. Like a baby fight. What do babies fight? Uh, but then shit gets serious when JT pushes Danny down, causing him to bleed from his head. He bonks his head, I think. Yeah. Which is exactly what happened to Terry. Well, it seems pretty serious. <laughs> if you bonk your head and you start bleeding, that's pretty serious. Yeah. Um, but he's got such a big head of hair, you would think it would cushion his fall. <laughs> uh, apparently not. Nope. <laughs> uh, so Liberty comes onto the scene right after, and so she scolds JT for hurting Danny. She's just doing a lot of scold in this episode. She's not happy with these boys and their behavior, and I don't blame her. These boys are acting dumb. So at the dot. At the dot. Jay Spinner... <laughs> Jay pays Spinner... A visit? Uh, a little visit. And yeah. he's it, pissed... It, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, say Yeah, so he's pissed that Spinner blabbed about their involvement in the yes. shooting. And these two seem like they're almost about to come to blows, but until Spinner's... Uh, co-worker lady with McDonald's colored dreadlocks. Yeah, white lady with dreads. Comes in. Real Lana Wachowski energy. Yellow and red dreadlocks. Tina Burner meets Lana Wachowski. Yeah. This is the energy. Yes, that, right? yes. Now, I I was confused about that character as well, and I looked at the closed captions. She is the manager. 
She's right. credited as manager. She's like the But new... I thought the manager was like that that older man. Well, in the last episode, actually, there's like a throwaway line where he's like, oh, new management is really like uh, writing my case. Okay. So I guess this lady is his new manager who's really writing his case or whatever. Well, you know, she's in between Matrix movies. She hasn't started working on Speed Racer yet. You know, she's going to go work at the dot. <laughs> Just gotta pay the bills. <laughs> oh god, it's rough. Uh, yeah. Hairstyles, nope. they just keep keep hey, coming. Hey, if you're a white person and you you're looking in the mirror right now and you're looking at your dreads, just uh, just be like, what, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? <laughs> I don't know. If you have McDonald's colored dreadlocks, I just want to know what caused that decision. What's going on? Brand loyalty. <laughs> <laughs> so Spinner steps out into the alley and he sees Jay the like alley. the alley. Is it the alley? Or is this a different alley? It's the alley, okay, for great. sure. Uh, and he sees Jay sitting on a dumpster, and he's just, like, kicking his legs back and forth. <laughs> I ought to, I can, like I, a little boy. Okay, I can't tell you why, but I was just so tickled by this image. No, I'm, I'm thinking of it and laughing myself. Because there's something so, like, innocent and juvenile about Jay just being like, aw, shucks. I'm a little baby. Yeah, yeah. It's very funny to me. Um, and then equally funny, I think, is this, like... I don't know, theater camp monologue that he gives about Jack and Coke. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so like, Spinner's, like, ready to, like, come out swinging. Yeah. And Jay's like, whoa, I'm not here to fight. I'm here to, you know, deliver belabored metaphors about uh, whiskey and cola. You see this? This burns like fire when you drink it. But this one, this is cool and refreshing. And, and when they get together, and it's sweet. And when they get together, who knows what'll happen, man? It's like, you are drinking... A little kid drink. A Jack and Coke is the first thing you drink. Yeah. <laughs> Stop acting like you're a hardened like, gang member. Right, right. <laughs> you, like, oh, I want, I'm going to give you a hard drink. This is a seven and seven. Like, it's <laughs> like, this is not this as is cool. a, This is a Mike's hard lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> it was very much that energy. It was like, he also poured so much cola in there. It's going to be a very sweet Jack and Coke. Oh, God. I hate Jack and Coke. Um, I will, I will admit that. I, I am making fun of Jack and Coke. I've had a few Jack and Cokes in the past because my new thing on airplanes is they don't have good ginger beer. So I don't get tequila and ginger beer. I will get a Jack and Coke because whiskey is the thing I get if I don't have. Tequila. They have ginger beer on planes. They don't. They, oh, they ginger don't. Ale. Yeah. Oh, right. and ginger ale. I'll do it with tequila. It's just not as good. The ginger mm, beer is way better. Mm-hmm. So I'll do a Jack and Coke. I'm like, it's that thing of like, I would never drink it anywhere else, but it's like, I'm on a plane. God, what would I drink on a plane? Like, what are the options? I, I never drink on They've planes. They've got vodka. I think a lot of people will do like a gin I do like and a, I do like or... a juice and vodka. I guess I could yeah, do that. A lot of people do Bloody Marys because they have Bloody Mary mix. I don't like Bloody Marys very much. Though. I like Bloody Marys. I also will, will just drink a Bloody Mary mix on a plane. Oh, yeah? It's good. Just tomato juice? It's spicy. Tastes good. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, Okay. Uh, so anyway, so he offers this concoction to Spinner. This um, amazing, <laughs> devious concoction of not uh, even Jack, Jack and Coke. Coke. It's like, it's like, it's like Old Crow and like... And, and Mr. No, Mr. No, Mr. no, no, it's, 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 uh, oh God, what, what was the one we Shasta. had? Shasta. It's like, it's something. Yeah. Like, it's a, like co- a tab. Like a cola of yeah. some sort. Cola brand cola. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so meanwhile, Liberty is not handling her... Breakup with Jay? Like she's already decided to be like, we're, we're it's over, and she's well, like, well, her dad did say you can't see him again until you're twenty. Well, so, like, maybe and she's just going off of that. No, she's going off of him the assaulting fight. her brother. Yeah, the fight. Okay, that's happened as well. And she like, but then she's also lashing out at Danny for quote unquote like ruining things between her and JT, which is true. It's just true, but you know, whatever. Anyway, 
moving on. That's all. That, that's a, that's all the scene is. Um. So we then cut to Jay and Spinner, who are drunkenly strolling through the woods. Mm-hmm. And, and I will say, if you're drunk uh, and you're a kid, you're probably in the woods. So I bought this. Yeah. The ravine's <laughs> a great place to. Do you, did you think drinking. this was the ravine? It's always the ravine. Okay. If they're in a wooded area, it's always the ravine. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it could be not the ravine. I guess. Maybe. But, yeah. Uh. So Spinner. Filled with liquid courage is like, fuck it. I don't deserve to be blamed for what Rick did. I don't go over there. I'm going to tell him <laughs> what I think about him. <laughs> and I wish his drunk acting was that. It's very, it's very like, he's not committing. Well, I don't know. I think it was a bit more <laughs> subtle. It was reeling it in. He was reeling it in. I don't trust him to go big. I don't trust him to go big with he that. He kind of goes big in the next scene. So let's get to that and we'll talk about that. Uh, so, well, okay. So he decides to crash Jimmy's party where they're in the middle of singing karaoke. And Craig <laughs> is singing, taking care of business. Yes. But he doesn't know the words. Yes. And we we were um, watching this scene together when you first came in. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about... Did they get the rights to this song? And is it less because it's a karaoke version? And is it even less because Craig only sings some of the lyrics because he's jokingly like, and I don't know the, the lyrics and I'm singing and about it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, was that, I buy that as a like realistic choice. Like you do that when you're singing karaoke. Mm, no. But I'm also like, did that make the song cheaper? <laughs> Maybe. I'm curious. I mean, also I'm like, do I buy that Craig? Also, also the lyrics are on screen, aren't they? Don't you have the lyrics? That's it's the karaoke. whole point of karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you have the lyrics? Maybe the lyrics were broken in that moment. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so Spinner, shit face. He is looking right at the TV. Why does he not know the lyrics? Yeah, that's why I don't get okay. it. So Spinner, shit faced. Immediately Whoa. knocks over a lamp. Yeah. You hear the ball good. crack, which I don't think it would because it had a lampshade, but okay. Yeah. And so uh, Jim, or Spinner pleads with Jimmy to talk to him, but everyone at the party just stonewalls him. And so Spinner grabs his keys to leave. Are they his keys, actually? I wasn't sure. Why are they? Whose car is that? That's what I was wondering. It's a red car. And that's... I don't think... I don't know if it's his car. I don't think it is. Because why would his car be there? Well, he, he did go over there. But also, like, did he but drive he, over there? He couldn't have. I mean, I guess he could have. But he could have, been, he could have been driving drunk. Well, if he did... Yeah, well, if he drove there drunk, then that sort of really lowers the stakes of this next scene, in a way. Because uh, it's like, oh, he's already been doing this. Right, so it's like, don't do it again. Yeah. Um. But... I, I want. Is this his car? Maybe I think not. It's not. I don't think it is. I think it's not. I don't think so because I think that would change this. Uh, yeah, it would be weird. This would be a very different. He scene. already engaged in drunk driving, you know. So yeah. It's like yeah, and they I, would react similarly, but then the so instead he's just gonna steal someone's car. <laughs> Great. Yeah, much um, so he grabs the keys to leave, and they all try to stop him from driving. But just as he's about to speed off, Jimmy plants himself in front of the car, much like a Tiananmen Square protester. Oh yes. Yeah, that worked out well for him. Well, uh, it, it worked unlike, uh, well, some would say that Tiananmen Square protesters' uh, action did work because we're still talking about it, huh? We have the photos. Yep. Uh, so, but Jimmy is not offer, here to offer forgiveness. Instead, he chews Spinner out and says he can drive off a bridge because he's dead to him already. Ooh, did you think that was a uh, reference to the bridge incident with the kid falling off? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> with what's That's, his name? No, and his it, dad? <laughs> no, it's just a thing people say. Okay. <laughs> Is it a Canadian thing? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Spinner just breaks down in his car. 
Very but sad. To, be cl- to be clear, the car does not break down. No. Spinner breaks down. Spinner breaks down. But in, he's in a car. In a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The spinner is breaking down. Yes. Not the not car. The car. <laughs> uh, good acting. Good acting from our, from Best, our boy. Honestly, Shane Kipple. I've made fun of Shane Kipple's acting quite a bit. And I think um, compliments all around this episode. He does a great job. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So uh, we're wrapping things up because we are running long. Yeah. Uh, Danny gets Liberty and JT to reconcile by admitting that he was the one who started the fight, and he even covers for them when their dad gets like is like checking in on them to see what Liberty's doing, and he covers for them. So he's like redeeming himself in this. Yeah, moment. and I inherently enjoy a scene where a child outsmarts their parent, and the parent seems kind of dumb. I just think that's always a good scene. So this was like kind of my favorite Danny moment. <laughs> Is him just, like, being, like, oh, no, I was just, yeah, I was preparing for an oral presentation. And his dumb dad's just like, yeah, okay. I guess that's why I heard you talking to a female voice a minute ago. (laughs) Your oral presentation. Okay, bye. (laughs) Like, I love that. (laughs) Right, I guess that's why I heard you apologizing to your sister for your oral presentation. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, So... I I will say, like, this plotline kind of reminds me of the Toby, Ashley, Jimmy plot in season one yeah there's like a family member kind of coming in between a relationship right well and like as a third wheel and being like hey wait they were my friend and like just sort of like the ownership of like this you know the the boyfriend definite definite parallel there yeah uh i don't know this subplot is pretty inessential fluff even though Danny probably is suffering a concussion but sure yeah no one's helping Uh, him (laughs) um yeah i i guess I'm going to continue seeing how I feel about it as it develops. I'm less bothered by the JT Liberty stuff on this rewatch. It makes, because I remember them kind of settling into this thing they have together Mm -hmm. and thinking it seems really weird and out of character. But on this rewatch, I'm like, it makes sense. I get how they got to this point. I think maybe it's the next few beats with this relationship that I'm less sold on. But we'll talk about that soon in a few weeks. I don't know. I think that's the next season, isn't it? Next season in a few weeks. Mm. If you think about it. Um, So at school, (laughs) Spinner convinces to Ms. Hot Sauce that he and Jay were the ones behind Rick's tar and feathering. Mm -hmm. And she reams him out and is not taking prisoners because she uh, expels him. Yeah, he's like, when can I come back? And she's like, nope, zero tolerance, you're expelled. We have zero tolerance on bullying, which... is news to me, I well, guess. Well, there's a new ad- administration. You know, they're enforcing different rules. She's, now that she's, she's the law and order principal. <laughs> yeah, that's what she ran on. She, <laughs> she's the Nixon. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, uh, I guess I guess I like this beat because, you know, Spinner did a really awful thing and there should be consequences. Well, this is going to have huge implications going forward. Yeah. His expulsion. This um, is the first student we've seen expelled. Perhaps someone has been expelled in Degrassi High or Degrassi Junior High, but we have not seen this, that. In this show, this is the first in this, student to in be this season, expelled. Yeah. Um, this show. Th- this iteration. Yes. Of Degrassi. Uh, so, huge, huge consequences for this. Um, this is a pivotal moment. I thought this scene was. I thought this uh, episode was good. It was good. Yeah, I liked it. It's probably a favorite Spinner episode. I mean, this is gonna. There, s- I said it. This is gonna launch a, a an arc for Spinner that's gonna go on into season five, even so far reaching. <sighs> okay, I've signed up for it. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, does this episode go there? Huh? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I think I, it does. I agree. What was the B plot again? <laughs> Danny 
That doesn't. But well, the other stuff does. The V-plots never go there. No. Except when they do. Yeah. This one went there. Cool. I like it. Yeah. Good episode. What did you learn today? Oh, yeah. Let me let me get my notes together. Okay. Here they are. Uh, yes. Hello. Uh, I learned a lot today. Today, what I learned most of all is that our school system is so underfunded that Miss Kwan has to teach the yoga class because fucking lazy 19-year-old TA won't do it, even though he's got all the time in the world and all the energy. He's busy putting out posters. What have we... He's been? busy being a predator! Uh, okay. And Miss Kwan is a queen. Okay, today I learned that easing your guilty conscience isn't worth it. No! Just don't do it. Just keep that secret. Just suppress that shit. Let it fester. Yeah. Te- go t- go to a wishing hole and yeah. whisper it into the wishing hole, and yeah. then the wishing hole will be the only one who knows but you. No good deed goes unpunished. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. Yeah, and we'll be back with regular ordered episodes next week. Right. Nothing no, fancy. No more continuity breaking. I don't think there was any new five-star reviews. Uh, maybe there are, and I have not checked, or Sailor has not sent them to me. Either way, we will get to all of the five-star reviews that come in at a future episode. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for listening. Tell a friend, why don't you? Until next time. Until next time. Bye. do our boy laughs. laughs. And... <laughs>